are listening to the Your Story Podcast, a storytelling show for those in need of some peace, a place to gain perspective, a place where we recognize the power of stories and the connection it brings to us all, especially in this time of disconnect. My name is Jason. Today, I bring you an episode about storytelling, why it's important, and how it can benefit us as listeners or you as the storyteller. Here's Tiffany Jenkins. Okay, can you hear me now? You might know Tiffany as the live streaming, book writing, badass mama, comedic storyteller, juggling the Jenkins. My name is Tiffany Jenkins, and I'm a wife, a mom, an author, a content creator, and a recovering drug addict with seven and a half years clean. My life was a huge secret. I was living a double life, so I never told anyone my truth. And nobody knew who I was because I was in active addiction. I was in a relationship with a deputy sheriff during the worst of it. And so I always hid, you know, who I was and what I was doing. And every word out of my mouth was a lie. And once I was arrested and spent time in jail and then went to a rehab, I realized, like, my secrets are just going to keep me sick. And so I have to tell the truth about who I am and what I'm struggling with. And once I started doing that, it was incredibly freeing. And then once I did it on the internet, it was a whole nother level. For the first time in my life, everything was out there in the open. And I was amazed at the positive feedback that I received. And once people started resonating with it and saying, thank you so much for sharing your truth, I realized that I was being accepted for who I was. And it was the most beautiful gift that the internet has ever given me. And that's saying a lot because the internet is kind of a ruthless place. I feel like it wasn't always this placated landscape of echo chambers and hate-mongering, though. I remember ICQ and Yahoo Messenger to AOL and then AIM to texting, this ability to directly communicate and reach others at any time has evolved very quickly these past few decades. And if you're around to see it, you've seen this change with every phone upgrade and every new social media platform. It seems like when social media converged with the pinnacle of technology and communication is also when we started glorifying this fake reality with face-tuned and filtered photos. And there was this disconnect that seemed to emerge but that's the norm now, isn't it? I feel like social media used to be more inclusive. It was an extension of communication. MySpace was like a beta Tinder. Facebook before 2010 was used as a tool to meet up. I remember people leaving things in my wall. Are you coming to Jesse's party this weekend? There's a pep rally this Friday in the quad. Are you coming to the mall today? or maybe Friday Night Magic for my nerd followers. Now, 
platforms are their own establishment. They're not used as tools to meet up. They are the meetup. Groups of people will congregate in comment sections and as viewers on live feeds and Discord servers. It's effectively replaced the mall or park, and it's feeding into antisocial tendencies. So, to be an authentic and vulnerable storyteller in this kind of environment couldn't have been easy. At first it was scary because I didn't know how people would react to me. At this at the time I started it felt like everything on the internet was just so fake and it made me feel like I was failing. And so when I started showing my messy house, you know, I was like, "Oh man, people are going to judge." But it wasn't. I realized how many people experienced the same exact thing. And it is so therapeutic for me to just because I I don't even like no, trust my own thoughts most of the time. So I have to like work them out. <laughs> and so sometimes, you know, I'll just go live and I'll be like, hey, I know you guys want something funny from me. But to be honest with you, I'm super depressed and I'm having trouble getting out of bed. And if you feel that way, you're not alone. And if you have any, you know, I figured we could just sit around and talk about, you know, how hard life is sometimes. And it is. It's so therapeutic because once you're honest, and true to who you are, you never, ever have to pretend to be something that you're not. And the people who don't accept you will fall off and the right people will stick around. And then you can just be yourself all the time. In my opinion, we are in desperate need of authentic storytellers like Tiffany Jenkins. I think it's really important for me to show every single side of me. Um, including the parts that make me uncomfortable. And so being vulnerable is something that I always struggled with. But I think I was always taught, you know, to hide my emotions. And I usually hid them behind humor. I found that humor and all of these other emotions can coexist. It was a lot easier to be vulnerable. It's still a little scary, but it's, it's also liberating. What does it mean to connect to someone what does it mean to have a real or meaningful conversation? I mean, I guess it's a bit subjective depending on what you consider meaningful. It could be the weather for someone or a game highlight for another. But if human connection is what you value as meaningful, Professor Brene Brown says this, to have that connection is through empathy. Not to be confused with sympathy. Empathy fuels connection. Sympathy drives disconnection. Empathy is a choice. And it's a vulnerable choice. Because you have to identify with something in yourself to empathize with that other person. Vulnerability is not weakness. And that's a myth that is profoundly dangerous. Vulnerability is an emotional risk and an exposure to uncertainty, but it's also our most accurate measurement of courage that is to be truly seen. Vulnerability is the birthplace of innovation, creativity, and change. Adaptability to change is all about vulnerability, and it can often, in times, come from shame. And to clarify, shame is a focus on self, guilt, 
is a focus on behavior. Shame is, I am bad. Guilt is, I did something bad. Shame is also highly correlated with addiction, depression, violence, aggression, bullying, suicide, eating disorders. Guilt is inversely correlated with those things because you're able to differentiate the two and you can move on. If we're going to find our way back to each other, vulnerability is going to be the path, she says. And in my personal opinion, one's own personal story of shame or struggles can be that vulnerable path. There's all of these people who looked down on addicts and thought, you know, all addicts were lost causes. And once they fell in love with my videos and then found out that I was one of those addicts, they shifted their perspective, you know, and it gives them hope for the ones they love. But humor is just so second nature to me. It's all I know. So I like doing skits, um, you know, playing different characters, playing different mental disorders, uh, just to bring awareness to something that people feel weird talking about. Storytelling has an ability to make that real connection. Stories have been told over the last 40,000 years and have been used to explain what and why things are. It's a testament to the inquisitive nature of humans. Lucy Hawking, the daughter of the famous Stephen Hawking, the famous astrophysicist, says this. Shared experiences hold us together. The story carries us through. If you're someone experiencing a unique story, to absorb a story never heard, or someone in a similar circumstance, identifying through a narrative could lead to a magnificent process of helping others and to see the world differently. Stories have been found to be a lot more effective in aiding political changes to create that narrative to normalize struggles like addiction and mental illness. And the simple act of storytelling or telling your story or listening is the most dramatic, therapeutic, and redemptive value you can experience. It inspires and it could change a life. Here's Tiffany again. I did not see it coming at all. And it's so weird because I have my own like mental stuff going on. And there's days where I, like I mentioned before, I can't get out of bed and where I'm irrational and snapping at my husband for no reason and just angry. And so when people say, you inspired me to be a better person. It's like, what do you mean? I can't even inspire myself half the time to get up and like do my hair. So it's always surprising to me. And I, I'm so honored because it feels like all of those terrible things that I put out into the world during my addiction um, weren't in vain because something beautiful has come from it. And we never know like how far the ripple of what we do for others will carry outward. And knowing that I'm helping one person is enough, but hearing on a daily basis how many people I'm helping, it makes me feel like I have purpose. So stories aren't just for listeners, they're for storytellers too. There's a Native American proverb that goes, the one who tells the stories rules the world. Thank you for joining me today and thank you to Tiffany for being a part of this podcast. She's an inspiration to me and I appreciate you coming on. If you want to hear more about Tiffany's story, her book is called High Achiever and you can find her on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram and TikTok under Juggling the Jenkins. 
be sure to continue the conversation on Twitter with hashtag your story podcast. And if you have a story yourself, you would like to tell here with me, please send me an email at your story podcast official at gmail.com or message me on Instagram at your story podcast official or Twitter at your story tweet. Thank you for listening to your story.